Welcome. This is Robin Sills from St. Mary's Hospital. Welcome to another edition of Medically Speaking. I have to definitely have a full studio tonight, and I'm going to let you know who our guests are. I think we're all a little relaxed. We're relaxed today. We're relaxed. We're relaxed. Day after election, we don't have to think about it anymore. It is what it is, no and we're going to no more advertisements. We're just going to move forward. And what focus I wanted to put on for this month is it's the month of November, and being the number month of November, and we're going to be with our family so much over the next couple of months. We want to talk a little bit about family health this month. It's Thanksgiving. We're very thankful to have our families around us during the holiday time, and what better time not to focus on each other's health, but during the month of November, um, taking us into the holidays. So I have with me tonight one of my dearest, dearest, dearest friends and colleagues, Dr. John Testa. Good evening, everyone. Good evening, Robert. Thank you for having me. Dr. Testa um, is a primary care physician with the Franklin Medical Group as part of St. Mary's Hospital, and he's actually the medical director of our Franklin Medical Group. So he wears a few hats. A few. Wears them incredibly well. Probably. And most recently became my doctor. (laughs) He is amazing. Um, Dr. Tessa, I don't know how you do what you do and get home and take care of these beautiful, beautiful children who are with us tonight. They, They must keep you incredibly busy. Challenging, but very pleased, very proud. My wife and I have done a great job, I think. Yeah, they are incredible kids. So along with Dr. Testa are his two children, and one of them, his son, Robert, who's been with us before. Hi, Robert. Hey. How are you? I'm good. You've been dying to come back on the radio. I'm dying. And you love it. I'm a little nervous, though, to put you on. I'm kind of intimidated. Yeah. (laughs) It's a little intimidating because you're pretty good at what you do. I mean, Johnny may... He may recommend you for my seat. I know. <laughs> and, al- and along with, with with Robert is Sister Jessica. Hi, Jess. Hi. How are you? Good. How does it feel to be here at the studio today? Very good. It's really neat, right? Yeah. So we thought we'd do a family program. I know it's a little bit different from what we normally do, but I was talking with Robert at our last event, which was a big family health fest, right, Mm -hmm. out in Cheshire. We had our big Cheshire open house. And for those of you that don't know, we opened up a really beautiful facility, an urgent care center and a primary care office, which Dr. Testa Manns, out in Cheshire at 1154 um, Highland Avenue. It is a beautiful area. And we had a big family health fest back in September. And Robert and Jessica were huge helps. So did you enjoy yourself that day? Yeah. You did, right? You helped me do spin the wheel, right? Yeah. So Robert and I were talking that day, working closely, and we wanted to talk about promoting that facility, and we thought, how can we do that? So in thinking about it, we had a few ideas, and we thought focusing a little bit on family health we thought would be really important. Yeah. I'm going to let your dad set the tone for it, though, a bit. Is that okay? And then we'll and then we'll reel in. So we'll let the doctor talk first. So when we talk about family health, doc, what do you what do you think when you look at the whole family? I I think from from a professional standpoint, it's balancing a professional life as well as a personal life, which is very hard to do, but very very rewarding. I think that's the big thing is just finding time for your family, not getting too caught up in work yeah. and too caught up with the iPhone or, or our technology. <laughs> yeah, we're going to talk about that. <laughs> but I, I think it's finding a balance, which is very hard to do at times. But, you, but I think we, we really strive to have that quality family time it's every important. day. It's every so weekend. important. Do you, do you hear that from your patients? More and more, it's more of a struggle as as you know people's budgets are getting tighter, their incomes are dropping, so they're working two jobs and they're mm-hmm. finding it very hard to spend time with their family. And you have to do it. And it, it's difficult. And I think as a professional, we have to counsel them to make sure that they're encouraged and they have the strength to continue, but find that balance. And that's a struggle. You know, we're we're into the fall already, but you know, not long ago, just a breath away was summer. Yeah. And it seems like summertime, you get to spend a little bit more family time. The weather's nice. The days are longer. So you could do more together. That's true. You know, but now, you know, the fall has hit. You guys are back to school. Yep. What does it feel like? And, Robert, I'm going to start with you. What does it feel like when you transition from summer into school? Yeah. What is that like for you? And how does it, how's that dynamic in your family when that happens? Well, I'm used to sleeping in the summer because I'm I'm an early bird. <laughs> Sometimes I'm a late bird because I'm so because it's three months of summer, and 
I'm just so used to waking up and then like, oh shoot, we have school. Gosh. Right. Oh no. And then I'm like, then you just gotta. Once you just walk into the school, you feel weird. You do you the do. first time, the right? First You're time. thrown off. Are you a little nervous? I was a little nervous to see my class because I didn't know who was going to be in my class. What so. grade did you go into? Fifth. Fifth. So that's a big transition. Yeah. Year, right. Mm-hmm. The big transition year. Did you talk to Dad a little bit about that? About feeling nervous going back? Yeah. yeah. What advice did he give you? You know, just. Don't be nervous. Right. It's just school again. Yeah. And I think we have to think about that as moms and dads, right? We have to think about, you know, there's a lot of change that you're facing, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's important that you're not nervous, that you're not stressing about anything. Now, you changed your sleep patterns a little bit, right? Yeah. So in going back to school, what do you do now? What's your new routine? Waking up at six in the morning. Uh Uh-huh. And then the TV puts me to sleep. The TV puts you to sleep. Yeah. Oh, we're going to talk about that technology piece. So the TV puts you to sleep. And what about the morning? What time? You know, you get up at six. Yeah. Right. What time do you fall asleep at night? Uh, like ten. Like ten. Yeah. And you have homework time right in between. Maybe like six o'clock. About six o'clock, yeah. you start doing your homework. Mm-hmm. Do you play sports too? Yeah. So we're going to talk about that too because that's a busy schedule. Now, Jessica. Hi. Hi. How are you? Good. So how is it for you? Now, what grade are you in? Fourth. You're in fourth. So what what was the differences for you when you transitioned from summer to fall? What's that difference in your sleep? Like, usually in summer, like, I just see, like, the sun just rising up. I'm like, oh, it's summer, yes. But now it's, like, it's fall turning into winter now. And I'm like... Like usually it's like foggy now and yeah. it's like all. Dark. Are you more tired in the morning? Usually, yeah. Sometimes and then it's like I get like kind of angry. You get angry because yeah. you got to get up and go, right? Yeah. How about the time change this weekend? Now we picked an hour. You know, we were able to pick up an hour of sleep because we set the clocks back. Mm-hmm. I know for me. That was great, Mm -hmm. but my golden retriever, unfortunately, does not know how to tell time and didn't know that I got an extra hour of sleep on Sunday, so I unfortunately was outside at 4.35, which was not pleasant for me on Sunday morning. How about for you guys? Did that affect you, that that change, that hour change? Did you sleep? take the hour sleep? Um, No. You woke up? I just, I just I always wake up at like 6.30. You do? Yeah. And it gets bright now, right? Because yeah. it's bright in the morning, but then at nighttime, it's, it's getting just, dark, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So are you noticing that difference? Is it making you more tired? I know for me. I mean, it kind of does because it's like in the dark. Now. Yeah. Like, oh, now it's time to go to sleep. I just want to lay in my bed now, like read a quick book. Right. Uh, Let's go to bed now. (laughs) But then when it's the weekend, how about the weekends? Do you catch up on sleep on the weekends or are you excited and you want to enjoy every minute of it? Robert, I know you. (laughs) You want to enjoy every minute of it, huh? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So you're up and you're bouncing around and you're doing your thing. Yeah. Going on Xbox. Uh, Dad said we can't discuss Xbox. <laughs> no Xbox. So, Doc, do you hear that with with your um, patients and their families? It's hard for them to get back into a sleep routine. You know, when they're with their kids. Uh, most of it's very difficult for the first few weeks. Especially yeah. Children are going back to school. Most parents are driving their kids to school, and right. it's an extra routine in the morning. Oh yeah, especially if you have to go to work. Especially if you have to go to work. Oh. But it, it's not a huge problem that we. Yeah. It's definitely. They adjust after a few weeks, right? You guys adjust after a few weeks. And just when you got it down pat, you get a day off, right? Mm -hmm. And it throws you all off again. Right? I know. I love when it's Friday. You love when it's Friday. Friday is the best day. Like, like on Friday, I'm like, now I can sleep at like 9 or 10 now. Wow. Oh, I could watch my iPad now. I, I'm gonna have my. Day. I'm gonna have Samson come stay with you. That's my golden retriever because he every weekend it doesn't matter. We're up early. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're definitely up early. So I want to talk a little bit more. You know, we look at going back to school. There's a lots of other things that we have to think about, right? So one of the things is, and in summertime, it's really easy because you can eat when you want, do things when you want. But when you go back to school, kind of got to, like, plan your meals, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. So what do you guys do to plan your meals? First of all, do you take a, a lunch to school? Well, Or do I, you get lunch at school? I, it depends, but I... I usually have a lunchbox. It, it depends when... Lunchboxes? I haven't yeah. heard about those in a long time. Well, okay. <laughs> it, but it depends what 
date what lunch it's going to be today, then I don't want lunchbox. So yeah, so so we do that at the hospital. You know, we look at the menu. If it's a good menu, we don't bring our yeah. lunch in. But if it's if it's one we don't really like, then we then we will sometimes bring it. So now. What do they What do they offer at school? Like, what are your choices? What would be a healthy choice? Now, do you think about healthy choices, or do you not? Or do you, like, your mom and dad are There's watching you? There's one choice that I always love to eat sometimes. What is that? A salad. A salad? Yeah, I like salad there. You do like the, the salad. chicken in there. And well, just... Did you just say it because you're on the radio? <laughs> no, because I like salad. I don't know. I I'm think it was prepped. I'm just checking. But... Are there times that, what are the choices? So let's talk about that. What are the choices? Do they you do macaroni and cheese, hamburgers, I mean, fries? I'm, I'm naming all this stuff that, you know, like, are probably bad choices. My favorite choice is breadstick dunkers. What are, breadstick dunkers. Dunker. Yeah. That sounds like it's not something that's on my Weight Watchers yeah. plan. So tell me, so tell me, what is a breadstick dunker? It's bread and then you have like cheese on the side and then you have sauce. You dip it in the sauce and you put in the cheese and you just... It. Sounds like it's good. It is. Jess, yeah. Jess, you have a smile from ear to ear. I'm thinking that might be one of your favorites too. My favorite. But think about it. Yeah, when you go, when you guys go look at the lunch line, when you get in the lunch line, do you hear your mom on the back of your head, like a little voice saying, "Choose this, choose this," and do you choose the right things, or do you sometimes say, "Oh, she'll never know if I have this," like French fries. Are there times you get friends? Look at Robert. Robert's waving his hand. Jess, I think that you're more thoughtful with this, yeah. huh? Um, well, like, usually my mom would just say, okay, this would be for tomorrow. Like, let's say if tomorrow would be salad and then yogurt. Right. And then I would say, okay, I want to get yogurt. But sometimes I just switch my mind and say, no, actually, I don't want to get yogurt. I just want to get salad now. So when you're there, you do make healthy choices, though. Mm, yeah. But, Robert, I think you're choosing the fries. Huh? I mean, I'll get the fries and I'll get a good side. <laughs> if th- then, I'll get a, then I'll get a good, healthy side. Then you'll get a good, healthy yeah. side. Now, how about when you guys make your lunches? So what do you do? What does your mom put in your lunches? So do you guys get to plan those with with mom? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. What do you do? Well, I get just chicken, but sometimes I don't like with the bread. But then I just get, like, one little candy for, like, a little thing. Just a little treat. I sometimes do that for my husband, too. I give him one piece of chocolate. And then, like, my mom would give me yogurt and crackers. And then she would say, do not get snack. But... Always at, like, lunchtime, like cold lunch, no, hot lunch, you always can get snacks because, like, they just give you, like, two things. They just give you a couple of things. Yeah, so, like, like... So it's not... Eat it if you're only hungry, but don't get it if you don't need to get it. Right, right. How about you, Robert? What do you usually put in your lunch? Um, I just put a sandwich and your chips and a little sweet, like she said. Yeah, whatever mom gives you, huh? You know what's funny, though? Remember growing up as a child? Remember the school lunches back in the day? Well, I hate to tell you this. How they used to prepare (laughs) Oh, yeah, they used to cook everything. And it's just, now it's, it's, it's upsetting. Well, when I was a kid, we didn't have school lunch. We went home at lunch. Oh, wow. We went home at lunch. We used to walk home for lunch. We got an hour and a half. Walk? We used to walk home. Yeah, I'm just saying. That's how it was, Robert. That's how old I am. And my grandmother would cook me a hot meal. I smelled like garlic every time I got back to school. But that's exactly how it was back in Waterbury in the day. We used to to go home, have a hot lunch, but you you fell asleep by the time you got back to school because you were tired. And I don't know, Doc, how do you find it during the school year with with the kids, you know, balancing that, making sure that they are eating healthy? Do you have conversations about that? Well, we we do. We have conversations about that. Mm -hmm. Plus, which is beneficial for us is we get to watch where every dime is going. Oh, right. So as we place the credit card at a monthly refresh, we can see who's buying a snack and who's not buying a snack. And so we we can keep an eye on it. So you get a log. That's really good. And my wife does monitor it if she sees that. She's giving a boxed lunch for the day, and someone's getting a snack, and that's 
that's addressed to say why did that happen you know did you need that extra snack or did you not like your lunch but right. so we do address that that's awesome though that the, you can do that yes that's really awesome that you can do that because it what you know i'm sure that not every parent has that ability to be able to go and do i'm not sure that all the school systems maybe they do do that yeah I'm so out for, of that I think mix. It's from a secondary company but it, it's beneficial that's and, awesome I mean, nutrition in school is such a big key um, i tried to run for board of education a few years back and that was one of my platforms Platforms with nutrition in schools. I don't think we do a good enough job. No. There are so many foundations and grants putting salad bars into school. Yeah. And I think we need to encourage our children to be exposed to vegetables at an early age. Absolutely. I've always thought about, you know, taking the kids to a farm for the day. See where it having, comes from. having them pick tomatoes and then bring it to the kitchen and help prepare it to see how it really tastes and that they were part of something instead of oh, just... Yeah. Walking by in the school cafeteria, not eating it. You know, long ago we all grew up with gardens in our yards. Yeah, you know, well, I and, that and you know, going tomato picking. Oh my God, how many times I took my grandparents to do that? And I think it's so important for kids to understand where things come from. I mean, childhood obesity is one of the the highest, highest, highest problems in our country. Between that and type two diabetes, type two diabetes, it's 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 a large issue. But we need to attack it from all standpoints, not just medications, right? But it needs to be looked at from prevention with a diet and exercise. And I think it starts in our in our children. It does the start in our children. Ages. And, and I think we're I think we can do a better job in our school systems with with, with nutrition. You know, I don't. Unfortunately, I think that parents are so busy. You know, we talked about them working two jobs, yeah, and true. I think that we don't do a good enough job as healthcare professionals at times educating them and helping them giving them the tools to make it easier because you know when they go grocery shopping we tell everybody they should shop the perimeter of the store and not down the middle aisles but sometimes they just don't have the time they don't have the time they don't have the time and sometimes good food is expensive yeah it definitely is and, and, it definitely and, is and i see it every day and but we have the farmers expensive. markets we have you know and, and you want to try to be able to help people find the resources but convenience is what people look for and that's so sad that, that's very sad and i mean if you watch tv between five and ten o'clock at night what do you see commercials for oh absolutely. it's not for vegetables it's for domino's pizza and ordering so it on your phone and that's unfortunately what we've come to yeah, it's 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 definitely a society of convenience. We 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 live it. Unfortunately, live it because we're working these jobs. Because I know for myself, and I'm sure your wife does say, I do a mass cooking on a Sunday. So while my husband watches football, I do this cooking for the week. So well, it gets you, us can through you come the to week. my house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a, a definitely a crockpot queen. Oh, <laughs> well, my wife I, loves the crockpot. Yeah, pot. the crockpot's huge, and I do a lot of cooking on a Sunday. You have to plan. You do. It is. You it's do. definitely. It's definitely you about do. planning. You know, it's it's tough. Um, I wanted to, um, in along the lines of nutrition, one of the other things to help with childhood obesity is exercise. So I'm sure you guys are active active so jess i'll start with you what do you do to keep yourself active well basically every time when there's a tv on and my mom and dad are like just relaxing and i just literally just do cartwheels like all over the place (laughs) in the house dad in front of the tv (laughs) and then um sometimes me and dad after school just goes in our gym and just works out like on treadmill and um do you go on the treadmill yeah you do but i, I just don't go too fast no you just go to. slow yeah yep, you just go slow the treadmill go slow. The, the elliptical you're on you do you do a lot of exercising do you like do you do any sports yes i do gymnastics you do gymnastics <gasps> i love gymnastics i wasn't very good at it though are you good at it yeah I what, guess what's so. your favorite move probably a back bend flip over back bend flip over wow Wow, you have to be very agile, Johnny. I don't know if you're there. I don't know if you're there. So, in in keeping yourself active, do you um, exercise like every day? Do you? Well, how often do you have gymnastics? Probably like every single Wednesday. Every single Wednesday, you do gymnastics. Wednesday. So, the, oh, you're missing it. Yeah. Oh no. Well, you have a good excuse, right? Yeah. You have a good excuse. And do you do um, exercise on the other days to keep yourself? Limber? Yeah, usually I just practice like every single day because like, I get prepared for the next day. And that helps to keep you fit, right? Mm-hmm. And how about school? You have gym? Yeah. How often do you have gym? Like 
Every single Monday and Wednesday. So you have it twice a week. Yeah. And what do they usually do for you in gym? I'm finding this interesting because I know what we did for gym, but that's a long time ago. Well, first we do jumping jacks and then roll our arms and then we crisscross and then side overs and then push-ups. Wow. And... um. We usually go around the gym, like yep. run around the gym and jog for three minutes. Oh, that's awesome. And then when you're done with that, then you need water. They, oh, I'm sure you do. They let you drink? Yeah, but then <laughs> some people in my class, they use like Gatorade, and I'm like, that's really not a we'll helpful choice you. because like, um, like basically you're just like, um, it's called like... You're exercising and you're so you're yeah you're weight, ta- yeah and you're, but now you're putting it back back in. on with calories right yeah that's a really good point you learned that from your dad huh yeah now Robert it's your turn how about you how do you, what do you do to stay active no every baseball baseball yeah basketball which is going to be like in December mm-hmm. and then every Saturday I think me and my mom are going to go bowling. Really? We used to do that last year. And then I just stopped. And then I just want to do it again. Is mommy it's aware fun. that you're going bowling? That's your date with your mom, right? That's not your date with your mom? I mean, it's the day with my mom, but... Not a date. No. no. Okay, so no. it's just a day with your mom. Yeah. All right, I'll correct myself. Just a day with your mom. Yeah. Do you go in the gym and use any of your dad's equipment, too? I use, um... It's called, um... Lift up bars. The yeah. lift up bars, the weights. Uh, yeah. And does that help you to make sure you're doing it the right way, right? I just I just follow the directions. Yeah, we have we have all safe machines down there. Yeah. I usually use a treadmill, but when then I'm done my sister seals it with me, like after I use it. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so I just go on the weights and then Taking the dog for a walk. Yeah. Yeah. Now, what kind of? I was just going to talk about that taking yeah. the dog for a walk because I know when I go with the dog, it's. At least three times a day, we have three really good walks, and it keeps you really busy. Yeah, and, it get, and sometimes he makes you go fast, right? And usually, um, we have like this big blue leash, <laughs> and then we go in our yard, and then me and my mom, we I was like sitting on the grass, and then there's like a whole bunch of leaves. Then when I like got like a whole bunch of leaves and threw in air, like he just like went like jumping in. Like, is he a small dog or a big dog? Small. So I'm gonna tell you, my golden is 90 pounds, and walking him definitely takes a toll. And you get your exercise because all he does is run. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm getting older and I can't keep up with them, so I might I might hire you guys. Our dog is not easy to walk. He's when, not I, easy. when I walk him, I probably go half down the road, and then he just gets off and he just runs back. And to he runs house. back. But it's still good exercise. It is. So, Doc, bringing it back to um, diet and exercise, and we we talked about type 2 diabetes, but what do you tell your patients that need to get out there? I mean, is it a conversation you have as a primary care physician with your patients in a general visit about exercise? Every visit. Every visit. I better be prepared. Unless they're coming (laughs) in for an acute sick visit, it occurs at every visit. And And what do you encourage them to do? Well, I, I engage with the patient. I, I show them their blood work. I show them their weight curve. I show them their blood pressure. And, and I give them an honest assessment of where they are and where they could wind up. Mm-hmm. Looking at family history and their other risk factors, we have a good heart-to-heart discussion on what the possibilities could be for the better and for the worse. Right. And it's really exciting to see a patient come back down 6 pounds, right. 10 pounds or more, and they have that, 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 that look in their eye that they're motivated and they really want to do it even better when a patient gets off their medication for the first time patients somehow think once they go on a blood pressure med or a diabetes med it's forever sometimes it is but sometimes it's not right and it's really motivating to see a patient get off their medication and say geez i did this right it's a great feeling it's a great feeling you know and it's it's important too i mean for a patient to know for your patients to know too i'm sure that not everybody has to be in this tough regimented exercise plan no, it could be the smallest needs thing to be a, a seasoned athlete it, right but it's just we've gotten away from walking mm-hmm. we park as close as we can to the mall or to work right. we don't take the stairs we take the elevator we're all guilty of doing it absolutely but it's the littlest things in the world that can make the biggest difference down the road oh definitely so. 
I, I'll tell you, I know for myself, I know since we moved into the neighborhood that we're in, the 55 and older, everybody's walking in there. So it's a, it's so safe because you don't have a lot of traffic. Right. And, you know, and so you're out there more than you used to be, you know, just oh, you definitely. don't have to worry about no, dogs not being on their leash. So you're out there. You're definitely out there. Yeah, you're definitely out there. And, you're out you there know, much more. Technologies with Fitbits and the, and the Apple Watch, I mean, I think it's helpful. Makes it fun. It makes it fun that they engage and there's the biggest loser contests at work. I mean, yeah. those are nice, but I always tell patients don't focus on a diet. Mm-hmm. Diets have a beginning and diets have an end. Mm-hmm. Focus it's a way on of life. a lifestyle mm-hmm. change that will take you for the long haul. Yeah, it's just so it's so important, and to instill that in your family, I think is so important. You know, we're sitting here tonight talking about families and family medicine, and I think it's so important to talk about what that means and starting it in the family. And I know, you know, bringing the kids here tonight is so important because they're giving me little hints of what they're learning as children from a, a parent that happens to be a physician, but. You know, it's something we can all do. You don't have to be a physician to do the no, things that you're doing. No, absolutely Being a physician is just my day job. Right. My full-time job was being a husband and a dad. Absolutely. And, and I think all parents should be doing this, not absolutely. just physicians. Absolutely. And getting them engaged early. I mean, you know, Robert's been in, involved with healthcare a little bit with myself. We had an invention. Robert went to Washington, D.C. <gasps> um, for a national, the first national invention convention. Robert invented a. We'll tell what them what you, you invent? invented. What Robert. did you invent, Robert? He went to the U.S. Patent Office. I invented Doctor Happy Tie. Doctor uh, Happy Tie. Yeah. Okay. It helps. You know, it's a medical thing. It helps my dad out sometimes. So, what is it? Tell us what it is. Well, Doctor I, uh, Doctor Happy Tie is when patients are scared of going to the doctor's office. They are so afraid of stethoscopes and all that because they. I think it's a threat to them. So I put, I just, because ties, because doctors always wear ties, so. Except for your I'll, dad. <laughs> well, okay. Um, most other doctors. Most other doctors. Yeah, most other doctors. <laughs> wear ties, but you, well, I, I had two ways of doing it. I, my mom sewed it for me because I, I know I know how to sew. So she sewed the tie onto the stethoscope and you can't even see it like it's just a tie that's it so you can't see the stethoscope no oh, it's buried into the tie how fun is that so you don't have that what we call white coat syndrome white coat syndrome we made fun ties and we, we were hoping for pediatricians to start using it to make kids less afraid that's so fun. We did different types of ties for holidays or well, you know autism awareness or oh, that's something so fun. Great. And so Robert was the, was the first in his town to go to Washington D.C. at the U.S. Patent Office and won a national award. Robert, that's awesome. Thanks. That's awesome. We need to do a little story on that for our hospital newspaper. What do you think? Mm-hmm. All right. I've got the reporter for that paper, so uh, I'm going to put her your way because I think that's a really neat no, story. She's up next, she's next year. It's a school project. So it's a school project they have to do. Yeah. Now it's Jessica's mm-hmm. turn, so hopefully this year's invention will be. Don't share it, Jess, because you'll give it away. Yeah, it's because medical, usually I'm a blabbermouth. <laughs> yeah. I'm a blabber. I think you're just excited. You just yeah. get excited, right? That's really neat. Box. <laughs> So we're going to take our break, right, Johnny? We have to do our break. When we come back, I want to talk a little bit more about technology. Okay. And then we're going to focus a little bit on family time and what you guys do as a family. And this sounds like you mix technology with family time, so that's pretty neat. We'll be right back. Let's go dancing tonight 
Jessica Testa. You're awesome. So this is Robin Sills. Welcome back. Yes, you are listening to Medically Speaking. We have a little different format tonight, but we're having a lot of fun with it because it's November and it's all about families and we're thinking about Thanksgiving and thinking about celebrating our with our families. And we talk we figure we talk a little bit about family health and the goal for me tonight was to bring on um, Dr. John Testa, who is our medical director of the Franklin Medical Group and primary care physician in his brand new office. Brand new. Brand new out in Cheshire, 1154 uh, Highland Avenue. Phone number out there, 203-709-4800. He's there with our brand new physician, Dr. Chima. Dr. Robbie Achima. Dr. Robbie Achima. She's awesome. Maybe we want to talk a little bit about the two of you. Just to get us, just to, to highlight our group a little bit. Well, I've been I've been in Prospect for the last fifteen years, and I've been with a bunch of great guys and and, and women, and uh, I've been honored to practice with them. And I've had the opportunity to move to Cheshire, and I uh, was able to come in to meet Dr. Robbie Achima, a brand new graduate from the St. Mary's Residency Program uh, this summer, and uh, I was able to handpick her and take her away from anybody else. Um, <laughs> She's a phenomenal. She's a phenomenal physician and a person. Uh, we had a meeting this morning, and I was commenting on her on her bedside manner. It's it's, it's warming. It's comforting. It's wholesome, and it's just very reassuring to see a provider so new in medical practice. Just to have such a strong presence about her, and such a caring, just a passion about her. Patients just look up to her, and they're just driven to her. So it's it's, it's quite impressive to see. She's an absolute it's quite sweetheart. Impressive. And I have to tell you, Doc, too, your st- Staff is bar none one of the best. Oh, my staff! I, I'm, I'm blessed. The first thing I hear from patients beyond it's beautiful and all oh, your doors are beautiful is the the atmosphere is so it's so happy. Um, patients get in very quickly that they get their phones answered very quickly. They get their they get a response very fast and very efficient and, and the. And the staff is very kind. It's beautiful. And, it's, and beautiful it's, it's hopefully it's something that we can continue to spread throughout Franklin and Trinity, New England, um, is to keep growing that culture and uh, using our site as a model for future growth. It's beautiful. I mean, what we our model is, you know, to putting together primary care and urgent care. So you have urgent care right across from you. Urgent and, care also having lab and radiology too, which for us is is essential. And we have a specialty swing space there. 
which is really which is, growing. Which is phenomenal. Um, a lot of my patients are seeing Dr. Melenix from cardiology, for example. So mm-hmm. my patients will see me at 8.15, and when they're done, they see Dr. Melenix. So which is great. So it's one-stop shopping. But even better, I, a few weeks back, I had Dr. Pelesti from surgery there, and I was seeing a patient who had um, an acute infection that needed to be surgically addressed and walked back and walked her back, and Dr. Pelesti was there, addressed it. So, so it was very efficient as well, and the patient was extremely extremely happy she avoided going to the er so that's it's great it excellent and and we're opening it up to some of our community providers yeah we have dr roden from orthopedics and now i think we're welcoming uh, urology right urology, urology specialists right so that's something that we're looking forward to and working closely with them and we really want to develop that cheshire market in the east end part of waterbury that's on the other side of 84 on the other side of 84 <laughs> i think once the once the construction gets through i think uh, we'll have even better right but um it's it's growing rapidly we're picking up between Ten new patients a week for Dr. Chima. Um, she's it, it's it's a fast growing market for us. And it's we're, definitely fast. We're very growing. excited. Very excited. Well, I wanted to make sure that we you know, we talked a little bit about the site, you know, so that that individuals know that you know that, that you have been in practice for a long time and you've taken your practice and you've moved it totally east yeah. and uh, a new venture for you. New venture for but me. We but we needed uh, your presence because you're such a strong figure. Oh, thank you. I mean, I have a very loyal following. Uh, do out of my two thousand plus patients, over ninety percent has followed. The and you get new ones. The ones who have and it were because of restrictions on driving or right. and they they're seeing my partners and prospects Which is great. God bless them and um, they're under very good care there but our, our site is growing rapidly there and yeah. we're, we're we're looking for help pretty soon we need another <laughs> provider out there but um, the, the patient the patient response has been overwhelming. Nothing but positive. It's, it's, so it's been overwhelming. And you guys are there five days a week, and we have urgent care open there seven days a week. Five days a week with urgent care lab facilities there seven days a week. Right. And urgent care is right across the hallway if it's needed. And we can have an x-ray done from my office with results within a few hours right back to the patient. Um, it, it's, it's quite good. I mean, hopefully my patients don't need to go to urgent right. care, but when they do, it's right there. What I love about that facility is the parking, especially. And now my husband has some limitations. So for him, getting in and out of that building is incredibly easy because it's all on one level. It's all, it's all flat. Level, open access doors uh, from from the front door to my office or urgent care is literally 15 to 20 steps That's in great. a brand new lobby, which is state of the art. It's great. beautiful. And we're doing flu shots over at our urgent care center. So if anybody, all of our urgent cares are offering flu shots. So I encourage anyone who hasn't had an opportunity to get their flu shots, please um, look on our website, ST. Org and click on our um, locations, and you can see all of our urgent care centers. Now, this one is out in Cheshire. This one's in Cheshire. We, we have one have in East, Wol- East Maine. The one in East Maine. We have no. one. No one. Uh, West, West Maine. Maine. Sorry, yep. and also in Wolcott. West Maine, Wolcott, and Naugatuck. Naugatuck. So look on our website. There's four locations you can get your flu shots. I know I sent my husband to uh, Cheshire. He loved it. He Cheshire. said, oh, my goodness. He yeah. said, I got in and out. Yeah, and the flu shots aren't just for the elderly or for the young. They're right. for everyone. That's a big misnomer where patients will walk in and I'll ask them if they want a flu shot and they're like, do you think I need it? I'm, I'm not sick. If you've ever gotten the flu, you'll always get the flu shot once you've gotten the flu once. Now your kids, the flu shot? They're going to their pediatricians and prospect at Pond Place. They'll be getting their flu shots this week. Oh, tomorrow. tomorrow. They're going tomorrow. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting the cue from my daughter. They're going tomorrow. So you're asking me, we're talking about family health, and it has to be extended to the whole family. And I think there's a misnomer with flu shots, too, where people think you get sick when you get the flu shot. No, we're not injecting you with the flu virus. Right. That would, that would That's be, what people that, think. That would be very bad. No, we're actually just trying to protect you with proteins. We're, we're, we're only, it's only here to help. You will not get the flu from the flu shot. People can sometimes get a little bit of a fever or an injection reaction. Right. That's your body. Body's immune response kicking in to try and make antibodies right. in case you do get the or exposed to the flu, right, to protect you. But uh, it, it is it's it's unfortunate, but more and more people are coming around. But it's not just for the young and the elderly. Yep, all healthcare all workers must get them, and I do encourage everybody just to get your flu shots. Get your flu shots. So again, we are offering them at our urgent care centers, and I did forget to do this. Robert reminded me. That I need to give out the phone number because we are accepting calls 203-757-1320. But Robert, look at what time it is. Ooh. Look how fast this time went. 
So one, so it I think goes Robert's fast. Hoping for one phone call. Robert wants one phone call. <laughs> one, just one. one phone call. So we put his headphones on. But we just wanted. One. What I want to talk about take to take this the mic away from your dad because I know that being on the radio is pretty important to you. It is because you've been playing in this. Yeah. But I do have something I want to talk to you about. Okay. And the next topic is technology. So. We're not going to talk about the Xbox. Yes, I know. Yeah. You know, that's, yes, that's know. been put on the shelf, and we cannot discuss it. Been destroyed. All right. So what, we're, what we do want to talk about, because I, you know, I didn't, my kids didn't grow up with this, so I'm not used mm-hmm. to trying to gauge my kids on if they're using a phone, okay. if they're using iPads, if they're using computers. Do you have a phone? APR. Yes. You have a phone? Yeah. And what do you... Oh, we have someone that's calling in. We do have someone that called in, Robert. Okay, so I'm going to put my headphones on, Robert, and we're going to man this call. Hi, welcome to Medically Speaking. You have a question? Yes, I have a question about how to manage screen time with your kids. Are there any suggestions that Jessica and Robert have for ways that they'll agree with their dad about how to limit screen time appropriately? How do you, do you, did you guys hear that? So they, she wants to know how we limit screen time appropriately, and there's there something that your dad does to help you do that. So who wants to answer? Robert? Yeah. Go ahead, Robert. So Robert's going to give you that one. Um, screen time, like how much time do I get? Yeah, how much time are you allowed on the screen? I mean... My mom doesn't really care, but like when she wants to call me, she's like, "Robert, time for dinner. Robert, you got you gotta finish this. Robert, you gotta do your homework." And I'm like, "Okay, I'm coming." And then I finish up thing, and then I just get off my electronic, and then I just go what she wants, and then then, then do you put it away for the night? Then it's done. Well, when it's done, then I just go back on my electronic, and then. <laughs> It's true. I I'm, think I think some true. of the things that that my wife and I try to employ are are, are, are limitations. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the things that my children love to do is my daughter loves to first off draw arts and crafts on YouTube. She likes to follow an artist, and after a while, she can get entrapped in it. Right. And the one thing we started to see is that the kids were bringing their iPads to the kitchen table on the counter. As they were trying to re-engage, and we have stopped that. That's it's family time again. It's, right. Once again, it's time for family. It's not time to be plugged in. Um, it's not time to be watching television. It's time to engage and talk about our days. The first thing, the second thing we've done is to try and you know watching television at night. The kids have a strict regimen. Once it hits eight o'clock, seven forty-five. It's time for showers. It's time to start reading. It's time to get ready for bed. So there is a routine in place. I will see my son at times trying sneaking a little bit once we're in bed, and I'll see a flashing light coming out. So, so we're still working on that. But the TV also has a timer that it will turn off at a certain time, regardless. That's awesome. So, but overall and all, it, it's it's a struggle. Technology has made things much easier, and also much more difficult. Because our children are more plugged in, and it is hard. It's hard. I'm going to be honest with you guys. Does that answer your question? Yes, thank you so much for um, being on the show tonight, and thank you for bringing the kids with you. It's great to hear from their perspective. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Oh, we have another one. Oh, wow. Here, see, guys, it's snowballing. Oh, we lost them. They lost them. Well, if they are callers listening, please, we welcome you to call back. So I'm going to be honest with you. It's hard. It's definitely hard. I find myself putting the iPad next to me with the TV on and my phone next to me. My husband looks at me and he goes, really, honey? I don't need to do that. You don't need to have all those devices in front of you. But I'm always afraid someone's going to call and then I'm working on my iPad. That's not good. We have to put it away at some point. So it's good that your dad's trying to and mom and dad are trying to set some boundaries for you. How about you, Jess? Well... Um, usually I go on my iPad at certain times. Like, if I'm like, oh, well, Noah, I'm bored. I play right, with my dog. Yeah. yeah. And Noah, you're bored. I feel like it's time. I need to do something that I want to do. So, Noah, I'm just going to go on my iPad, just watch one video. <laughs> That's it. But usually I just watch the videos. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm t- It's a hard thing. It's a hard thing to break it's from, right? It's very hard. It's, 
we didn't find when we go on vacation that I'm plugged into my phone trying to do work. And if we ever, God forbid, go out of the country on yep. a trip, I go through withdrawals. It's yeah, hard. It's really I'm hard. Not connected. But I tell you, after the first 24 hours, you don't miss it. Well, and I truly, I've been doing this when we have friends over for dinner or family over. Everybody has to put their phone in a basket. Uh, no that's phones. Nice. That's great. No phones. Mm-hmm. No phones when we're visiting with each other. That's a good idea. It doesn't make sense. I don't like that we take tons of pictures of each other. It's silly. Use the cameras. Yeah. Don't need to use the phone. We don't need to keep posting things. No, no. I mean, Put Facebook the stuff in the basket. Just everything. I remember the old. Remember the old rotary dial phones. <laughs> yes. If, if the phone was busy, the phone was busy. You, That's you, you right. Didn't click in. It's, it's just those are the days. I wish we can go back to it yeah, some capacity. So that brings us because we're talking about technology, and I think it's I think it's dovetailing into the family time that you guys do with each other, right? Mm-hmm. So let's put technology aside. Right? So technology's done. Yeah. So we know we have to give ourselves some limitations on it. We know that there has to be certain times we do it, certain times we don't. But what's important to you guys in regards to time with your parents? So what's really important to you guys? And do you feel like you need more time with your parents? It's okay. Dad's not going to yell at you. <laughs> so you go. Go ahead, Jess. Then we'll well, wait. Do I have to talk about Michael? You can say whatever you want. Okay. So... Me and my dad, like, usually we go to Disney together, like, as a family. Yep. And then me and, like, dad just says, okay, do you want to go on Tuesday night or Wednesday night? And then I'm like, okay, like, what's, like, the, the darkest night? And, like, we can, like, spend more time. And it was like... Probably on Tuesday. I'm like, okay, let's go on Tuesday. Then to Disney. Tuesday. So you can just, like, last minute decide to go to Disney? No, no. Like, um, well, we're at <laughs> Disney. He's surprising you? Oh, when you're at no, Disney. So okay. when we're at Disney, me and Dad just have, like, a night together. You have a date night we together. Have a special night. Each of us has a special night together. <laughs> a daddy and daughter we're night. We're a daddy and son or daddy and daughter night where we spend the night together. And doing... then we just go on rides and then play some kinds of games and... We basically have lots watch of fun. fireworks and watch. That's shows. awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. So you have that one-on-one time. So that's yeah. so that's one of your most special times in family time. But I feel like it's more important to be with your family because they really want to be with you, and just instead of just going on your electricity and electronics, just be with the family. Like have like a little conversation with them, talk about what happened today. And then they'll just listen to you, and then whatever's wrong, then they can just um, break your problem. That's awesome. That's awesome. And, you know, not all families have the ability or do do that. So Mm -hmm. it's really, really, you're really lucky Mm -hmm. that you have that. But we're, you know, as kids, you guys play a really big role. So if you feel like you need more family time, it's important to always tell your parent, let's spend time together, right? Just say, oh, mom, dad, can I just talk about you to you about something? That's great. That I want to say, and then it'll be like, yeah, sure, just do it. It's awesome. I mean, I think one thing that we've tried to do as, as a family is we do try to split up at times. Yeah. My wife will spend time with my son, and I will spend time with my daughter and vice versa. And That's awesome. A week and a half ago, Jessica and I went to a store called A.C. Moore. It's a craft store. A. C. Moore, yeah. And we, we, built, we built some decorations, and we did some drawings. That's awesome. Sure. So I think it's good just having some good quality. It doesn't need to be expensive. No, it doesn't. It's, it's the simplest thing in the world, but that's the best bonding experience. And Robert, I, how about you? What do you like to do with together as a family? What's important to you? When I get bored at, at my electronic, I just you know I'm, not, I'm like I just I'm just dropping all my bean bag and like I'm done. I see the dog right there <laughs> at the door. He's like scratching the door. Then he wants me to play with him. And then I'm like, all right, all right, I'm coming. I, I play with him for 20 minutes. He, he's out cold. He's done. <laughs> he's done. And then. My dad's like, oh, then I just spend time with my dad, then sometimes just talk to my mom, talk to both of them. And it's important to have those conversations, mm-hmm. right, with your mom and dad and make yeah. sure that you're talking about your days. Mm-hmm. So believe it or not, we're almost done here. So if we have to end, we're gonna let the, I'm going to let each of you have one more thing right. when you talk about what it's like to have a doctor as a dad. All right. All right? Okay. How's that? Easy. So, Easy. Um, Robert, I'll let you go first. What it's like to have a doctor as a dad. It's like if you have a doctor as a dad, it's, you'll be used to the time when he comes home because, you know, 
in the morning because like he always leaves at like six o'clock or like six thirty in the morning. <laughs> and then when I go like when I go in to see my mom, I don't I just don't see him in his bed sometimes. Right. So you know then I come home then he comes over like five thirty. I'm like, oh my gosh, he's home because he sometimes he comes home like seven o'clock because he got like so he has long days, day. right? Yeah. So you appreciate him. Mm-hmm. But sometimes my dad takes me to his office, and it's really fun. Yeah, because I, I, you're excellent ambassador for health for us. You're a good ambassador. Thanks. How about you, Jess? What's it like, honey, to have a doctor as a dad? Well, it's like the same thing as Robert. Like, you don't see him in the bed, but usually, like, if you get hurt or anything... He knows what to do. Then he knows what to do. <laughs> He's so a good then, resource. Yeah, and then, like, he would just take a bit quickly, like... He would be like, okay, I know what to do. Oh, you got a broken bone. So you're not so scared. got a broken bone. Like, no. Nothing <laughs> terrible. And then like, you'll be like, oh, you bruised. You didn't do that. Okay, let's go to the emergency room. But and you then, feel like, better knowing that your dad knows what to do, right? Yeah. yeah like, like, just like I, any other parent, like, right. it would be like, oh, you, you're okay. It didn't be broken. And then the next day, it is broken. <laughs> Well, guys, I want to thank you so much for coming on here, especially you, Mr. Gymnastics. Mm-hmm. And, Robert, I'm going to have you back. Of course. All right? You guys can plan it when you guys want to come back, okay? Okay. So, Dr. Tessa, thank you so much for coming on tonight with the kids. Thank you for tolerating us. Thank you. Oh, it's just a pleasure to have you guys (laughs) on as a family and talk about family health because it's really important. And you guys seem really well-versed and very educated on family health, so thank you. Family is very important. And Dr. Testa mentioned, talked a little bit about type 2 diabetes. I want to take an opportunity to promote that. We are doing a really great event tomorrow night at the Naugatuck Valley Community College. Unfortunately, it is sold out. I do apologize for that, but I want to let you know that it's happening um, it's called Tame Type 2 Diabetes. It's part of our Spirit of Women um, network at St. Mary's Hospital. It's one of the programs we're going to be doing. And Dr. Alexander Alvarez, one of your, your partners from Pros- and Prospect. Yeah. And hate to say it, I started... When I started nursing, he was a resident. So he's a resident on Xavier 3. When I was on Xavier 3, so we go a long way back. He is well-versed on uh, diabetes and will be giving us a great lecture along with Sandy Michelizzi, who's a certified diabetic educator and APRN right here in Greater Waterbury. So we want to thank you so much for joining us tonight. And remember, St. Mary's Hospital, exceptional care, every patient, every day. Have a great night. 